One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Guys! In a row? Welcome to Nine Guys Dynasty Football, where we talk about the dynasty value of nine guys in a row. I'm Jamie G, Esquire the Fifth, certified dealer of old players. And I'm here with the main dude, Magnum Mills. And we're going to do nine guys. Three to hold, three to sell, and three to buy. I guess it goes without saying that old guys are also used guys. So, you know, it's an equal opportunity thing. You got that certified old. I see what you're doing there. Thanks for checking this out. Nine Guys Dynasty is presented by CSGF Fantasy Football. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods, all the good ones. You can find our YouTube channel at showblowfootballshow.com. You can find us on social media at FF. If you could, please do the like, follow, subscribe, comment, rate, all that good stuff. We appreciate it, and it really helps other people find the show. Thank you. Are you ready to do some guys, or should we cry about Javante Williams? Is it bad form to cry while we do the guys? By the power invested in me by the American University of Samoa, I'll allow it. What are they doing here? They're selling, Mortimer. Our first guy to sell is Seattle Seahawks running back Rashad Penny. He got it done this week, turns 27 next February when he will be an unrestricted free agent. He had 17 carries for a buck 51, two touchdowns, one catch on one target, four, six yards. Meanwhile, second round pick Kenneth Walker only had eight carries, one target. Penny obviously was way better, really carried the Seahawks in that game against the Lions. We know who he is, right? Penny has been pretty great when he's healthy. He carried a ton of fantasy teams to championships last December. The problem is his name, full name, birth given name could be Rashad Penny if he's healthy. He's already turning 27 free agent doesn't tend to stay healthy you're not looking at a spot with a long lot of long-term value here and this is a case where if he suffers another injury and he's out for a month everyone's going to be up here we go again Rashad Penny and his value is going to plummet this is a team like I said they took Kenneth Walker in the second round 41st overall that's an investment there is a good chance that Penny is not back in Seattle next year hell even if he does really good he'll probably price himself out of there so I think this is about peak value for him. Looking around, it seems kind of like the standard offer would be to get a 2023 second round pick for him. That's not really enough for me. I would want more than that. You're definitely not going to get a first, but I would want a second and another running back or a developmental receiver, maybe even two seconds, something like that. The singular second is not getting it done. Maybe if you were in a super flex league and you knew it was going to be a high second, I might be done with that. The other thing you have to consider here is if you own Penny and Kenneth Walker, I might just kind of hold him here, have that Seattle backfield locked down just because it's always been a profitable backfield to own basically since Marshawn Lynch. If you own both pieces of it, I, I think you hold on. Otherwise, I am trying to move on one Penny now while I think his value is at its peak. Let's move over to tight end for our next sell and talk about the L.A. Chargers tight end, Gerald Everett. He turns 29 next June and should be with the Chargers throughout the 2023 season. Everett has been more solid than spectacular, but that's enough to be, I don't know, a top six tight end option this season. He's not a player that I'm working hard to sell, but this might be the peak of his value and teams are desperate 
at tight end right now. If he's not starting for me, I'll gladly trade him for a second round pick in standard leagues and for a second plus a sweetener in tight end premium leagues. Eventually, Keenan Allen and Donald Parnham are, are, are going to return. Everett will still have value at that point, but just not as much as, as he has right now. Yeah, he's looked really good, but he's one of those guys that feels like he's been around forever. Like, I feel like just the other day the Rams drafted him, and now he's 28 already. I don't know if he's getting old or we're getting old or the old Matthew McConaughey thing where they stay the same age. It, it doesn't really work that way at tight end. But tight end, yes, is a bloody wasteland right now. Our final guy to sell here is a guy that we were holding last week because we wanted him to have another big game before we sold him. He had the big game. That's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running back for the Chiefs. Turns 24 next April. He has one year and a team option left on his rookie deal. Against the Bucks. he had 19 carries for 92 yards and a touchdown. One reception for two yards and a touchdown. But it was a highlight wheel one where Mahomes kind of just like, I don't know, shot put it to him. Uh, they did get up early which allowed them to have more rushing attempts than usual. But we did see Isaiah Pacheco pretty involved. Again, the game script have something to do with that, but there were reports leading into that game that the Buck, excuse me, that the Chiefs were going to use more of a committee approach at running back against the Bucks. The numbers are there, but CEH just doesn't pass the eye test. He just doesn't look that great. He's had a couple of long runs, but they feel more lucky than good he's just not terribly elusive or powerful he's been finding the end zone and he could continue to do that i remember once upon a time like garrett blunt scoring like 20 touchdowns it could happen but i'm just not going to bank on someone who is just you know touchdown dependent like that not an efficient rusher when they get down it's Derek mckinnon out there in the passing game getting that gtp or those comeback receptions at this point i would probably cash out for any future first round pick especially i should say any 2023 first round pick in a super flex league if I'm in a one-quarterback league, I don't know if I would take a pick guaranteed to be at the very end of the first round. I would probably want something even in that like 8-9 range. I just really don't maybe want 11 or 12. But for the most part, I think you're at peak value with CEH. A lot of people were very down on him. He's going to come out of this week into week five as a top three running back. You know, the only time his value was ever higher was probably that uh, week one game of his rookie year where everyone thought he was going to be the 101. And, oh, maybe they were right taking him over Jonathan Taylor. They were not. If you have them, now's the time to sell. Ah, that's hilarious. Mills, you know I love me some money, especially some Eddie money. So, Mills, who's out there singing? So, baby, hold on to me this week, because whatever will be, will be. It will be, but not that B-E, just regular B here, like the common joint. Our first hold here is Green Bay Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard. He turns 27 in December. He will be an unrestricted free agent next year. He had six grabs for 116 yards on eight targets against the Patriots. He's had two touchdowns in his first three games, and we've seen his role grow each week as he gets back to fully healthy here. Because of his age in his history, you're not going to get a lot for him right now. It looks like you'd kind of pick up, call it a random second-round pick for him. If he really does wind up being the number one wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, or at least the co-number one with Romeo Dubs, I think that's worth more than a second. So what you're going to have to do is wait. The thing is, he's not going to have a lot of long-term value, both because who knows how much longer Rodgers will play for, and who knows where Lazard will be next year. Again, already turning 27, he's hitting that age cliff. So I think, like we did with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you want to wait a little bit. He's trending up. Let him have one more good game 
two more good games. I don't think you're ever going to be able to flip him for a straight first, but I think you get to the point where you can get a second and a solid sweetener on top of that, maybe a younger wide receiver to go with him. So that's how I play it right now. You know, if you hold on too long, maybe you'll get screwed, but hey, you know, just put on some any money and, you know, maybe you'll get laid to counteract the screwing. It is what it is. Whatever will be, will be. And our next hold is Raiders tight end Darren Waller, the baller. He just turned 30 years old back in September, recently signed that extension, which gave him a major pay raise and keeps him with the Raiders through at least the 2023 season. And let's be honest here. The entire Raiders offense has been pretty disappointing so far this season. Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs have had their moments. Uh, and Waller did put up 17 PPR points in week two. But overall, people are kind of down on the Raiders right now. If you own Waller, just just hold on, baby, because I believe better days are ahead. Sure, you hope for more this week, especially with Hunter Renfro out Waller is still an above-average talent at the position, and the Raiders' defense is going to have them in a lot of shootouts this season. Even if you wanted to sell Waller, now is not the time. So, baby, hold on to him. Uh, and Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That would have worked out better if the his name was Jim, but it, we, we have no Jim. So what we do have with our final hold here is a chase. Chase Claypool, wide receiver for the Steelers, is our final hold this week. He just turned 24 years old in July. He has one year left on his rookie deal. This is a guy who's immensely talented. When he burst on the scene his rookie year, I mean, people had him as a top 12 wide receiver in Dynasty, given his young age, those physical talents. There were a lot of DK Metcalf comparisons. The problem is we're here in year three, and he's still pretty much the same player. You haven't seen a lot of growth, but again, he just turned 24, and all that physical talent is still there. He had zero points on two targets this week, and it looks like George Pickens, the rookie out of Georgia, might be moving ahead of him in the pecking order. And we also saw a play where he went up to get a ball, kind of deflected it up, got intercepted for a big play, might have cost him the game. You could see how people would be down on Claypool right now. And given the fact that people are down on him and his talent, I think you have to hold on. There's some good news on the horizon. Kenny Pickett's going to be starting at quarterback for the Steelers. He cannot possibly be worse than Mitchell Trubisky was. Seriously, like, I'm sorry, Trubisky. It's just, it's not going to happen. And people are going to stop trying to make you happen now. And he's also a major offseason trade candidate. The Steelers locked up Deontay Johnson. They have Pickens. They took Calvin Austin in the fourth. They've been very good at finding wide receivers. It would not surprise me at all if they look to move on from Claypool before he enters that final year of his deal. And he can go somewhere else where maybe he gets more targets and you know hopes to earn that big contract. So I think he's definitely a hold right now with the idea if he has some good games, you can entertain your options to sell. Or more likely, if you hold into the offseason, I think his value could get a nice bump. I know you love selling guys in Dynasty Leagues, Magnum Mills, but personally, I'm here to buy, baby. Who doesn't like buying new stuff, new toys, new dudes? I get it, man. It's fun to play with those new toys. Everybody likes Christmas morning, especially Mrs. Claus, because Santa's finally done working, and it was a hell of a night. Our first buy of the week is a Kansas City Chief, again, but this time it's rookie wide receiver, Sky Moore. 
He just turned 22 in September, three years left on his rookie deal. It is a guy coming from a smaller school, didn't play a lot of that, you know, major conference schedule. We always kind of knew it was going to be a slow start. Here we saw he had two receptions for 31 yards on four targets. Those are all career highs. There is definitely a buying window here due to the slow start and the fact that he was really running no better than fourth amongst the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers. It looks like he might be in more of a kind of even race with Miko Hardman now. And I know that the Chiefs really want to make Miko Hardman happen. But at this point, given the fact that he's going to be free agent soon, I think they might be giving up the ghost. Uh, MVS, Marcus Beltis-Scantling, hasn't lit the world on fire. I mean, neither is Juju, to be honest. There's a real opening here. I think Moore's role will grow throughout the season. So this might be your last best chance to buy him. Uh, you're not going to get him for just a straight second-round pick, again, with the exception of it maybe being a guaranteed early second in a super flex league. I would gladly trade him straight up for a guy like Amari Cooper. Unfortunately, that would have been a lot easier last week than this week after Cooper put up the dud. You could also think about doing something, training a guy like Mike Evans, Mike Williams, one of them Mike's, for Sky Moore and a second-round pick, something like that. Again, it's a spot where you can get younger, and there's a decent chance that he winds up being the Chiefs' lead wide receiver at some point before the end of the season. And for our next buy, let's talk about my guy, Gabe Davis. That's right, Mr. Gabe. He turns 24 next April. He's still got one year left on his rookie deal after this season. And do you guys remember week one? when he scored the first touchdown of, of this season and he lit the world on fire after having the playoff game of his life where he had four touchdowns, that wasn't that long ago. And since then, unfortunately, he rolled his ankle at practice and he just hasn't been right since. In fact, I think the Bills are probably going to – I expect them to, to, to consider holding him out and allow him to get fully healthy on that ankle sooner rather than later. they got a bye coming up. That uncertainty has, and his and his recent performances have created a unique buying window here. I'd gladly trade any future second round pick for him, but I don't think that the window is that big. I think his price should be right in that Sky Moore area. I'd happily trade someone in the in that Keenan Allen Amari Cooper tier for him. Uh, if I'm rock, you know, if I'm a rock solid contender in a one QB league, I might consider dealing my first for him and a third round pick, especially if I own Josh Allen already and I could stack those two together. Rack and pack him and stack him, baby. It's like that, you know, putting the, the Mac in the back of the hack. That is the way to go if you can do it. Try to get that correlation going. And again, you want young players, ascending players on good offenses locked onto that solid quarterback. Dave Davis fits all the criteria there. Get to our final buy. And that's kind of the yin to the yang that was Rashard Penny in our final buy is CLC Hawks running back Kenneth Walker. He turns 22 on October 20th. Happy early birthday, Kenneth. He has three years left of rookie deal. As I said earlier, he's a second-round pick, 41st overall, early second-round pick by the Seahawks. Penny's on a one-year deal. And Walker has been working his way back. I don't think he's still totally healthy. I think in a couple of weeks when he gets there, he has a legit shot. As soon as Penny falters or gets injured of getting in there, making an impact. Again, this is a spot where I think you have a fairly narrow window because he started slow, because Penny has played so well there's a chance you might be able to get someone to come off him now. I would gladly trade the aforementioned Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Elvin Kamara, Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, one of those older running backs straight up for him. 
I'd be a little nervous about trading a future first for him just on the off chance that Seattle does something stupid like give Rashad Penny a big deal. I don't think it'll happen, but I wouldn't want to risk maybe a mid first with it, especially because there could be a good running back class next year. But anyway, I could package like a, you know, a later pick and an older running back or just an older running back straight up for him. That's something I would be very interested in. The one thing I would say again is if you own Walker and Penny, I would probably just hold on. You have that Seahawks backfield locked down. Odds are no one's going to want to buy just part of it. They'll want to buy both parts. That can be a very complicated deal. If you think you can pull it off, more power to you. But if you own both the Seattle running backs, I would probably hold. Otherwise, I'm trying to buy Kenneth Walker. Thanks for checking out Nine Guys, presented by CISA Gap Fantasy Football. We really appreciate you listening and or watching. Please remember to like and subscribe. Only takes a few seconds. Super easy to do. Go ahead and do it right now if you haven't. And it also helps other people find our show. So you're basically spreading the love, doing the world a favor. Are we selling somebody we should be buying? Do you also like the music of Eddie Money? Let us know in the comments on our YouTube channel or hit us up on our socials at SeizeTheGapFF. Mills, please tell these dynasty champs where they can find all of our kick-ass content. It's pretty easy, really. When you're on the Spotify and you're searching for Eddie Money, just click the little magnifying glass joint, put in Seize the Gap. We'll pop right up if you could. Like the man said, like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. We'd really appreciate it. Also on social media at SeasonGapFF, you can find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. We have a lot of stuff there. We cover other fantasy football stuff, just regular redraft stuff, season-long DFS. Uh, we tow some regular football coverage. We also cover some shows like the Game of Thrones spinoff, House of the Dragon. We cover that on Drunk on Dragons. Again, find us on all your major podcast platforms. Just search for Drunk on Dragons on social media at Drunk on Dragons. It's a good time. They just had a big episode this week. So if you're enjoying that and you enjoy this, my guess is you'd enjoy us talking about that. This has been Nine Guys Dynasty Football from Season Gap Fantasy Football. Thanks again for listening and or watching. And we'll be back next week to do nine more guys in a row.